If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And there it is. All right. Guys, how you doing? Welcome to the Wolf Den Podcast. It's it's your boys, me and me and him. Hey, Sam. How How's everybody? How's how, how on this hi. Tuesday? On Tuesday in February. Evening. A little cold. It's very cold. A little cold. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, we'll get through it. We'll we'll be all right. As we always do. Bob always throwing. You shut the hell up. <laughs> what did I do wrong? Uh, hi. Uh, how y'all doing? Oh, I don't have my streamlabs open. We got a bunch of gifted subs already. We got a lot oh. to talk about today. There's yes, a lot of we stuff do. On, on, the, lot of, on the document. A lot of uh, a lot of weird rumor stuff that a lot uh, of weird rumor stuff that is uh confirmed to be true, but like they haven't said that it, it's true. So they yeah, they, we're we usually are very careful with rumors. Yeah, because uh, nothing's true until the company says it's true. Yes, but they reacted in a way that uh basically could, basically confirms yeah. it yeah dj skeletor thank you for the five hole gifted subs and beer be, beer beer thank you for the two months oh god i'm gonna throw up yeah uh sup dude um, why is bob wearing pajamas these are my these are jeans <laughs> those are it's regular jeans. They're they're like light colored jeans, so I guess they look like pajamas on camera. You know I think because they're gray, and gray is associated with sweatpants. And, well, it, does it look like I'm wearing like a like a set? Yeah, because of my sweater. Yeah. Oh god! So we got rumors of Xbox stuff coming out to other consoles. Yes, we yes, also that is what we're referring to. There's also rumors of a new PlayStation handheld that I forgot. About. Yes, I forgot that, that is that exciting. That's happening. Um, we also have the PlayStation State of Play. We got two of them. This instantly got cold, my coffee. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, we got we had a State of Play last week. Last, and then that, we had one at 6.30 today. I, I It was today? It was today, yeah. That's how checked out I am yeah. on PlayStation announcements. I forgot about the last State of Play until it was happening. And I saw a couple tweets and I was like, I'm not interested in any of this. And then Death Stranding. Yes. And then all of a sudden, I was interested. Uh, and then that's then there's a lot of a couple, little, couple little of riff things riff. here and there. A lot of a little little hogwash yes. we gotta talk about. But first, but first, it is the first Tuesday of the month, which means that if you're subscribed to PlayStation Plus any tier, you get your free games starting today. Oh, and that's why people are playing Foam Stars yeah, today. I don't understand because yeah, I understand. People were paid to play Foam Stars. Yeah. <laughs> Foam Stars is available on PS4 and PS5 starting today. Who gives a shit? Um, Steel Rising is available on PS5 starting today. Who gives a shit? Ladies and gentlemen, Roller Drome is available as part of your PlayStation Plus subscription for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. 
If you're a fan of this show in any capacity, you follow me on social media, you know that I absolutely fucking love this game. This game is a banger. It is a blast. It is incredible. It is Tony Hawk with guns, but also so much more. I remember... So I still haven't played this. Hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> um now i have it with my subscription so I it's might also as well. on game pass i was gonna say didn't it come to a service it previously? came to game pass yeah okay because yeah. i remember saying that before like oh i could just play it now but yeah. uh honestly if it's on game pass i'm gonna play it on freaking game yeah. pass but if you download it on playstation you keep it if you if you claim it uh if you claim it now you'll have it for as long as you subscribe to playstation plus uh okay yeah. so if you lapse your subscription you won't get to keep right it. i my subscription lapsed so i i cannot claim this but i already own it because i'm a smart person i got on the roller drone train right when it started oh okay. uh, let me read from the critically acclaimed studio roll seven comes a high octane third person shooter experience like no other in the brutal blood sport roller drone gear up for visceral combat with fluid motion set in an uh, evocative retro future dominate with style in this intense shooter skater hybrid where kills grant health and nailing tricks provides you with ammunition will you have what it takes to become the next roller drone champion i didn't know it was roll seven yeah it's the, the people Ollie, who made ali ali yeah very nice very nice so oh they also did not a hero I yeah that. that was good. yeah it's a good studio they made a great game i fucking love this game if, if play foam stars if you want a cheap uh splatoon knockoff <laughs> play steel rising if you want an action rpg Ooh, action, Ooh, RPG. action yeah, rpg that'll wow. get you laid you virgin no play roller drum <laughs> it's a chad game have i made myself clear i think i think i'm gonna well how much is it on steam uh probably on sale on steam i was tempted to buy it again on steam so i could play it on the toilet but okay. I have it on PlayStation, now, and now I have remote play, so like I could just I could always play it on the toilet. It is thirty dollars on Steam. Get oh, that's full price. Here. Get a subscription to Game Pass or PlayStation and play it over there. Yeah. How are we feeling about Foam Stars? Like, I mean, I don't want to play it. It looks <laughs> dumb to me, but I want to know how other people are receiving Foam Stars. I mean, like. All right, first, let me just get my bias out of the way. Why would you include Foam Stars in the same month you're including Rollerdrome? <laughs> I mean, it's the, it's a launch. Number one. It's a launch week. I'll, I'll put Rollerdrome aside for a minute. Like, I feel like they... Well, no, that's not fair. I was going to say I feel like they included it in PlayStation Plus because they were afraid no one, no one would play it otherwise. But by the same token, that's how Fall Guys got big. That's how Rocket yeah. League got big. Maybe they think that the magic will work with Foam Stars. Yeah, I mean it, it's a it, it it's a, it's an online multiplayer game. It seems to lend itself yeah. well to a do an online service like that. Uh, I, can you buy Foam Stars? I don't think so. I I, I, I think you need to get PlayStation Plus. I I, I just went to the I, I I typed in Foam Stars, and the first thing that came up was the PlayStation Store, and it says uh... subscribe. You know what? It might be a thing where it's exclusive to PlayStation Plus for the first month. Right. They, you know, they. I think they mentioned that in the state of play. I should have been paying more attention. I shouldn't have been doing the dishes while I was watching <laughs> the state of play. Yeah, you can only get it in the PlayStation Store right now. Okay. Very interesting. So, do I have people been playing it? Do people like it? No, talk about Roller Drum for another forty-five minutes. <laughs> okay, Roller Drum is great. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well, anyway, 
Uh, there's no other free uh, games this month. Well, we uh, don't talk about Xbox. Anymore. Xbox doesn't really do it anymore. They just have that they're 25. They said they would cycle them out, but they ne- they haven't yet. Mm-hmm. So, and we haven't. And Nintendo does whatever the hell they want. Yeah, they just talk about games as they do it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's dive right into uh how Starfield is coming to PlayStation. Uh, f- I mean. It's not just Starfield. Well, we'll start with Starfield. Yeah, I don't know how we want to approach this. I think we should go in order okay. of like events, and I think I think you have it. And I might in, have moved. I moved things around, so I don't know. Well, no, you actually this. It was Starfield, and then Indiana Jones, and then Gears of War. Okay, so you actually put it. But in also, the right did order. we talk about Hi-Fi Rush last week? Because there's Hi-Fi Rush was the first one. We talked about it a while ago. Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi coming. Rush. Yes, that was a, a data mine leak. Yes. Um. There are. Uh, shirts in the game yes that were people leaked. found the shirts now yeah um one that that, that seemed to allude to it coming to switch and playstation yes yeah yeah um that's the most recent thing about hi-fi rush we did talk about hi-fi rush a couple of weeks back okay uh possibly coming so hi-fi rush is the first of these yes. but now this now, week we hi- got the thing is like hi-fi rush was like a smaller title it yeah was like i a, would have expected it was hi-fi rush to it was like a b-tier title stuff. yeah now the rumors are like the A tier stuff, like the big triple A stuff, right? Like the premium exclusive. The reason why you would buy an Xbox, right? You're not gonna buy an Xbox for High Fry Rush. You're gonna buy an Xbox for a Starfield, for an Indiana Jones, for a Gears of War, right? But now, not a Gears of War. Just, just saying. Well, maybe in the three, <laughs> maybe in the 360 era, would have been for a Gears of War. Okay. But now, uh, as first reported by Xbox era. For many weeks now, rumors have been rumors have persisted regarding Microsoft's intention to release a number of first-party titles, namely Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves, that was the other one, on rival platforms. According to our sources, who have asked to remain anonymous because they are not authorized to talk about company plans, the list of games also includes Bethesda's Starfield. Starfield was released back in August of 2023 to fairly positive reception despite the narrative that now exists online and was the biggest Bethesda game launch of all time, surpassing 6 million players within a week of release. That's crazy. Now it looks as though Microsoft are planning on bringing Bethesda's newest RPG universe to an entirely new platform, the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. According to sources, we understand that currently Microsoft are planning a launch for Starfield on the PS5 post the release of the already announced Shattered Space expansion for Xbox and PC, which is on target to arrive some point later this year. We've also been informed that Microsoft has made additional investment in PlayStation 5 dev kits to support ongoing development efforts adding further fuel to the fire. As the already existing rumors have suggested, the idea of bringing first-party titles to competing console platforms marks a massive change in strategy for Microsoft, and from what this writer understands, it's uh, it's not been a fierce internal debate on this direction. Releasing Starfield on PlayStation 5 contradicts the original statement around the exclusivity made by President Sarah Bond during the Xbox and Bethesda Game Studios Summer Showcase in 2021. According to our sources, leadership at Microsoft have rep- uh, reportedly debated the various pros and cons of releasing more of their exclusive software elsewhere. And internally, not everyone is necessarily happy with the decision, but recouping the potential money left on the table by releasing elsewhere has arguably won out. According to sources, Hi-Fi, Rush, Hi-Fi Rush's release on rival platforms is tentatively planned for Q1 this year. And um, it's been advised uh, to expect Microsoft to make more make more public announcements on this new strategy this month. So they said 
bidding pros and cons of releasing it on others releasing their software elsewhere yeah uh recouping the potential money left on the table is it because they aren't selling a lot of uh consoles is that what they're referring yeah, to probably i mean so yeah they sold six million units but they sold six million units between xbox and pc this mm-hmm. is a bethesda title it's a todd howard bethesda title specifically that could have sold uh 10 million units 20 million units had it been released on other systems like playstation which has a factually a bigger install base you know i saw a chart that was released a few days ago that was a system sales across the globe in different regions uh which ones are on top yeah and i saw a lot of xbox and steam deck and that surprised me because they don't sell that much (laughs) yeah but i was wondering maybe if that statistic was skewed maybe they took out the switch because if they had the switch and yeah. that would be the whole globe would be the switch yeah maybe they took out the playstation 5 because otherwise it would just be the switch and the playstation right. 5 uh so i don't know what i was looking at to be honest but right. i was surprised to see a lot of xbox series s yeah because i think that's just a cheap entryway into getting a modern yeah. console these days and i was surprised to see a lot of steam deck um I'm not surprised that Microsoft would want to put their uh, stuff on other consoles. Right. Uh, it seems like that's just the way they've been going about things. There was a controversy when Starfield was coming out that it was originally being developed for PlayStation. Right. And then it was in development before Microsoft acquired Bethesda. Right. And once Microsoft did, you know, this is before they made the official announcement. Mm-hmm. Once Microsoft acquired Bethesda, they basically started saying, okay, um aside from you know death loop and ghostwire tokyo and like one or two other games all bethesda games going forward are going to be xbox exclusive right that includes the next game that got revealed to possibly oh, go into shit. playstation bethesda's upcoming indiana jones is also tentatively set to launch on sony's playstation 5 console we got our first glimpse of indiana jones in the great circle during microsoft's uh xbox developer direct event last month where it was announced for PC and Xbox. A source familiar with Microsoft's plan tells The Verge that Bethesda is also considering bringing The Great Circle to PlayStation 5. A new multi-platform approach for certain Xbox games is emerging inside Microsoft, we're told, with the company weighing up its titles with, uh, will remain, well, sorry, uh, with the company weighing up which titles will remain exclusive and others that will appear on Switch or PS5 in the future. Indiana Jones appears to be part of a new wave of multi-platform games. While Bethesda will launch its Indiana Jones game first as an Xbox exclusive, uh, it's currently set to have a rather short period of exclusivity. Uh, a release for PlayStation 5 is being considered for some months later, with Bethesda tentatively targeting a December 2024 release wow. for the Xbox and PC versions. Exact timing and platform availability for Indiana Jones in the Great Circle could change, particularly as Microsoft's new multi-platform approach for xbox games hasn't been finalized microsoft has been evaluating bringing certain games to ps5 and switch uh sea of thieves and hi-fi rush are both reportedly been under cross-platform consideration um and you can see below where the shirts we were talking about before um they're color-coded for the specific consoles yeah and then the rock out anywhere seems to suggest that it's uh uh the switch because it's portable yeah um this could there's a lot of different ways they could go about this. Um, mm-hmm. It could be a timed exclusivity thing going forward, like how PlayStation does uh, 
PC games, they always release PC games later. They, they'll yeah. release their stuff on PlayStation consoles exclusively, and then like a year yeah. later, usually, or sometimes it's six months, but usually it's a year. Usually it's a year. Yeah. They will release the mm-hmm. game for PC. Yeah. Uh, Xbox could do a similar thing, but the way that this is all, all this news is coming out so fast, it seems like this might just be the way things are going forward. Yeah. I think this has been. You know, something that they've been considering a long time. Yeah. I think they, they see the writing on the wall. That so, like, something like uh, Indiana Jones will take a while because they they didn't have these plans initially and they've been developing well, it for their own uh, consoles. As the article says, last year uh, it was learned during the FTC versus Microsoft case that Indiana Jones and the Great Circle was originally planned for multiple consoles. Pete Hines, Bethesda's former head of global publishing, testified that Disney had a contract for multiple consoles and that the deal was amended to be an Xbox console exclusive after the Microsoft acquisition. Oh, so Hines put Hines put the change down to potential delays in bringing the game to multiple consoles, adding that you're dealing with a licensor who's going to have a ton of feedback on what you're making, adding a lot of time to your schedule. So this was already a Bethesda game before Microsoft the yes. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, or before that, it was even in talks of happening. Yeah. Um, interesting. But also, like Starfield, we know that that was being worked on for PlayStation, then it was not being worked on for PlayStation yeah. anymore. And now all of a sudden, it's being worked on for PlayStation again. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take time for some of the games that are currently in development to drop yeah. for other consoles. But something like Hi Fi Rush, I'd imagine that that's just, a, that just, first of all, it's a much smaller game. It'd yeah. be easier to port that to other stuff. And that just seems like it would be a perfect game for other platforms. Right. Specifically the Switch. Yeah. Um, possibly. Now, like, have Starfield and Indiana Jones, those are Bethesda games. They were in development for PlayStation before Microsoft uh, purchased them. It would make sense for those to go multi-platform. Mm-hmm. I think the shocking thing is the next article, oh. which is Gears of War. Yes. Uh, Microsoft is reportedly considering bringing Gears of War, the franchise, to PlayStation. That's according to Giant Bomb's Jeff Grubb, who was elaborating on recent claims that Microsoft is working on a new initiative to release more Xbox exclusives uh, on other platforms. Over the weekend, it was claimed that Starfield and Indiana Jones will be coming to PlayStation 5 as well as Hi-Fi Russian Sea of Thieves. Um, The other one that I've heard that's definitely under consideration, it doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it's in talks, is Gears of War, Grubb said on Monday. Gears of War is being considered for this. Um, Grubb also stated that Microsoft was at one point planning to publicly explain its new initiative at the end of February, but that given the mounting speculation, there's a chance that an official announcement will be brought forward. Uh, The other thing I can corroborate is a rumor that there will be something at the end of February uh, when we're going when they're going to explain this change, that is something they definitely uh, were talking about. According to Microsoft, Gears of War has sold 22 million units and grossed over a billion dollars when the company acquired the franchise from Epic Games in 2014. Since buying the IP, Xbox uh, has released two mainline series, two mainline entries in the form of 2016's Gears 4 and 2019 Gears 5, both of which were developed by the Coalition, as well as Gears of War Ultimate Edition and the turn-based tactics spinoff, Gears Tactics. Uh, the coalition said in 2021 that it's preparing to transition to next-gen development using Unreal 5, uh, but that but that it wasn't planning to announce any new games in the near future. Grubb also claimed last February that the coalition has shifted its full attention to the next entry in the Gears of War series after two other games of development at the studio were canceled. Um, I mean, Gears of War is synonymous for being an Xbox title. Yeah. But I, I feel like... 
the whole launch around Starfield made it clear that that was also, you know, uh, a, a Microsoft IP. This is now yeah. one of their flagship games. Yes. And Gears, we haven't really heard much about in the past couple of years, you know? Yeah, Gears 5, like, this 2019. So it's been a while since a Gears game yeah. has come out. Um, and I don't remember there being a lot of hype around Gears 5. I think there was in the initially, but then, like, it died off pretty quickly. Okay. Um, yeah, Gears does not have the staying power that it once did like during the 360 era. Yeah. Um, but still like, I would say gears of war is like their number two franchise right under halo. Like that is like, that's as synonymous with Xbox. As that's not else. saying too much. <laughs> I mean, they got Forza, they got fable. I mean, like they haven't really done anything with fable. Mm-hmm. Fables, fables now probably like the number six franchise at this point. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, this is, this is probably a bad comparison, but like halo and gears, it's like Mario and Zelda. Yeah, yeah, no, Gears is up there uh with uh like name recognition and stuff, but yeah. but uh I just don't see Gears as that big of a deal to Xbox. Even even though it is. It is a big deal. Right. It's just not I just don't ha- hold Gears in such high regard as I do some of the other Xbox right. stuff like Forza. Yeah. And like now Starfield. Yeah. Um but it is a kind of a huge deal for them to let go of Gears and put it on something else. Yeah. It would be similar to Halo. Yeah. And it is possible that we end up seeing yeah, Halo. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, there hasn't been any reporting on it, but there has been like a lot of speculation online that we could see Halo Infinite on PlayStation, mm-hmm. which I don't think they would do. I think Halo is too precious to them. I don't know. You, don't, you think there's a possibility... I think there's a possibility we get the Master Chief Collection on other platforms. Okay. I think it would take some sort of Game Pass situation on other platforms. Yeah. Or some sort of, you know, like Xbox app on the Switch or something. Yeah. Like a a Game Pass streaming thing on the Switch or something like that to be able to play your Halo games. Mm -hmm. Or we'll have to see what happens with the next Halo game because the last Halo game people were not very happy with. So the next one's got to be something weird and wacky and different and there's got to be some sort of different business model for that. So they might end up releasing it for other platforms. All that said, Phil Spencer did respond on February 5th. He said, we are listening and we hear you. We've been planning a business update event for next week where we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox. Stay tuned. Yeah, usually they would just straight up say like, like no, we're committed to Xbox yeah. or whatever. Or but, they wouldn't say anything. Or they wouldn't say anything. And, and here they're like, no, we've got something for you. Yeah. So, so they, to me, that is, they're not shutting down the rumors and they're pretty much uh, saying we will address it. So yeah. stay tuned. So that that's... Way different than the normal corporate speak we usually hear about. Um, I do also... A lot of this is being talked about for PlayStation, uh, except for Hi-Fi Rush, which is what they should say pretty much said yeah. with Switch. Um, look, Starfield would be almost impossible to put on the Switch. Oh, but yeah. a Switch 2, no. Yeah. Because uh, Starfield, right out the gate is working on all these other PC handhelds. Yeah. I don't see why they couldn't have that stuff working for a next generation uh, Switch. Yeah. I don't know how powerful this next generation Switch is going to be. It's gonna yeah. definitely going to be more powerful than the one that we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a game that is developed for PC, like Starfield is, has the potential to run uh, 
just fine on the next generation switch it'll probably have shitty textures yeah and be 30 frames per second but it'll run and and you'll be able to play your game i think there's also the possibility that like you know the switch 2 is just powerful enough to get game pass cloud running yeah so that they can you know because by the next generation of switch maybe they'll have game pass up to the point where they can have more games streaming from the cloud so you can do it on your phone or on your switch yeah i'm very curious how that would work like i i do want microsoft's stuff on other platforms and i would love game pass on other platforms i don't know how much playstation or nintendo would like to have game pass on their platforms like yeah if i if you put starfield on the switch but you have to have a game pass subscription in order to play it nintendo isn't seeing any money from that yeah so there's got to be some sort of deal going on there maybe if there's a certain amount of downloads from switch platform they they give nintendo some money or something same thing with playstation like if i can log into my uh game pass account on playstation why would i buy the game on playstation yeah i could just play it through game pass something like that would be really cool to see but probably won't happen so i don't know how this will work maybe you will probably have to buy the software outright on these other platforms yeah especially because uh, i mean nintendo has their own sort of online system but it's a lot different than microsoft's and sony's yeah. Sony has one that is very similar to Game Pass. So they're mm-hmm. not going to want to have Game Pass on, yeah. their, on their platform. That's going to be a little different. Also, uh, Microsoft does not have a handheld. No. They're using uh, the ROG Ally and the, and the Steam Deck and stuff. Well, actually, just really just the PC handheld. Yeah. The Windows stuff. They're and using uh, the Logitech. The Logitech, yeah. yeah. The, the Android-based uh, Game Pass machine. Yeah. They're using those as their flagship handhelds because you could mm-hmm. just use their service through those. Um, PlayStation uh has the portal now. Yes, and you actually, I was gonna, I was about to say you, it it would be better with their subscription service, but actually, no. Yeah, because you can't play your games off <laughs> yeah. of the cloud. I forgot, I forgot exactly how fucking terrible that thing was. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Switch is the Switch; it's a handheld. So, yeah. uh, Microsoft offloading their stuff onto something like a switch would make a lot of sense mm-hmm. uh because they don't have their own little handheld they have other ancillary little handhelds yeah uh playstation might want to just ha- enter the handheld market but i guess we'll talk about that uh later yeah yeah so yeah brave new worlds we're entering into um i'm for it i mean i like xbox a lot and i like uh the services that they have yeah um i rarely ever utilize their hardware uh, i use an xbox controller because it's yeah. great uh but i play it on pc and stuff i think this really does open the question though what does this mean for not microsoft game studios because they'll be fine they'll just release their games on their systems but what does this mean for the xbox console and the xbox brand itself because we know that exclusives sell ga- sell consoles, mm-hmm. and now here's Microsoft saying that you it doesn't matter. You can get our exclusives anywhere. So, does this mean we're seeing the end of the Xbox console? Is there a point to owning an Xbox console when they're going to start putting their exclusives elsewhere? 
so they had that leak a few months ago where we saw what the next Xbox is going to look like, and it looked like a streaming, uh, yeah, or, or sort of like you know, like yeah, streaming only, streaming only box or something, yeah. Um, and now we're seeing stores like shrink their Xbox, yeah, uh, section. Or we shouldn't it, say streaming only; we should say uh, uh, digital disc- download, yeah, only. discless, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's fine. Um, so. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe, I, I mean, it would make sense for them to double down on their service because that's working out yeah. for them um, and capitalize on other platforms that are selling systems really well. Um, I don't know. I, I also think that these uh, big uh, game companies are, uh, they're thinking about the console life cycle a lot differently than they used to. Yeah. Um, in the last generation, we saw the pro models and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, we even heard Nintendo talking about how uh, usually they see a dip in sales towards the end of the life cycle, yeah, and then a slow ramp up again when the next console comes out. Mm-hmm. But they're thinking of like trickling it out and like like having like a little in between to like trickle things between the two consoles, so yeah. there's a nice steady uh, pass over. Uh, and I think that that might be the future of the consoles. You might end up getting games that work across platform there's just other features on the console that will make it more enticing for people to buy. So I don't know what the next Xbox console might be. It might, it might just be something that would be cool to have, but you can play your games wherever you want. I think there's something to be said about like, if you invested in Xbox dating back to the 360 era, then like your digital library is there. Your gamer tag is already there. The the friends that you made that are still on Xbox are still there. Mm -hmm. But I think we saw with the jump from 360 to Xbox One and PS3 to PS4, that didn't matter because Sony put out a better product with better services and people jumped ship. And then because the PS4 era and the Xbox One era was the one to really solidify, you know, having an account system where you're, you can take your things with you. And Phil Spencer even said, we lost that generation. That was the worst generation to lose. And it's subsequently now we're losing this generation because of it. Mm-hmm. So like they know they're in last place. They know that their division is not as strong as Nintendo's or Sony's is. So I understand the need to like do something in order to make the Xbox brand or the Microsoft game studio brand survive. It's just a question of now, what does this mean for the box that you plug into your TV. You know, how long are they going to support that before they just go all in on play it everywhere? It it seems I, I don't know. I don't know how much they're losing when they put effort into a physical box. Yeah. You know, it's it seems like I mean they lose they lose money on every console they sell. Yeah, like, but I mean the benefit would be oh, I have an Xbox, so I might as well get things on Xbox, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what every big company is hoping for when they sell a console. Yeah. But in this case, they might just be like, hey, get it. Let's put our things out on as many things as possible. If we make the sale, we make the sale. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But also, here's a fun little thing for special Xbox fans. If they want their own Xbox console, they can uh-huh. get this little cylinder thing that's not yeah. a box anymore. We don't know. We're, we're done with boxes. We're yeah. only cylinders We're, we're tubes. We're tubes. The X-Tube. The X-Tube. Don't, we're, don't we're go t- to that, that website. That- <laughs> I was going to say, next week when Phil Spencer makes his announcement, he's going to be like, no more box, only tubes. <laughs> I just realized now that I uh, 
posted the wrong link on, on Twitch on, on Twitter. Oopsies. Anyway. Uh yeah, so we've known for a while that Microsoft does not care about uh uh console sales anymore. They've pretty much given up on that. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's still weird to see them double down. Yeah. It, it'd be weird. It's weird to see any consoles because the last time this happened when a console maker said they're going to put their games on uh, multi-platforms was Sega <laughs> and they don't make consoles anymore. <laughs> no, I, I, so I don't think Microsoft can, I don't think that can happen to Microsoft because it's Microsoft. Right. They, they, they're, they're a software company. They, they already have, they're one of the biggest companies in the world, but also they just spent $70 billion on one of the biggest right. publishers in the well, world. They can put those games anywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they'd be fine. Like if, if, if they stopped making hardware tomorrow, yeah, nothing's going to happen at Microsoft. You know, if, if making hardware no longer makes business sense to them, mm-hmm. then I can totally see them pulling out and just releasing their games on other platforms. You know, maybe they will still, cause like, you know, Microsoft also makes computers, but they do. Yeah. You don't, you know, most people don't buy a Microsoft computer. They'll buy an Asus computer, a Dell computer. Uh, they'll build their own. Yeah, but, but... But... They make money off of that. Yeah. You know? So, and they would make money off of selling their games elsewhere. Yeah. But they would also still make an Xbox so you can play games on there. Yeah, or not. Or not. Or maybe they won't. Yeah. They could also double down on uh, Steam. They could. Put, yeah. right, there's, they have an official way to put Game Pass on Steam. It is a nightmare. Yeah. So they should just release Game Pass for Steam. There's a little app that's like, here, go here, and it yeah. does everything for you, and you'll be able to stream. I don't think uh, Valve would even care. No, Valve wouldn't care. Valve doesn't care at all. No. All right. All right, so I guess we'll have to see next week. I'm very excited to see yeah. what they're... It's going to be whatever... It's potential that they announce something that is going to change a lot of what we think about yeah. the, the the console wars oh, it's yeah. going to be very strange next week um i just hope two things one i hope that it is on monday or early tuesday so we can talk about it on the yes. show yes. and not be late to the party and two i hope it's something so spectacular that all the people who are going crazy right now like lighting their xboxes on fire because they feel betrayed go even crazier because <laughs> Oh my God. I look, I don't want to tell you people to touch grass, but like, please go outside and touch grass. It just, the reaction to this has been insane. We've been dealing with the console wars since the console wars were a thing. We, well, we were part of the real console wars between yeah. Sega and Nintendo. That was a console war. Yeah. Since then, it's just been like, we were on the front lines. We of were. That console war. But like, honestly, since like the PS2, GameCube, original Xbox era, they've all been the same. Like pretty much all the systems have been the same. The only difference were the exclusives. And even then, like there were comparable experiences on other systems. I I have my preferences. So like I will like one over the other, Mm -hmm. but if one of them gets a game that the other one doesn't, I'm not going to, or I think the better way to look at it is if my favorite console has a game and then all of a sudden that game comes out for a different console, 
I'm not like betrayed. Yeah. It's good that that game is now being able to be enjoyed by exactly. other people. Yeah. When Roller Drome, back to Roller Drome, you can't escape the Roller Drome available now as part of your PlayStation Plus subscription. That was originally a PlayStation and PC exclusive. Mm. But I know people who only have Xboxes. So when it yeah. came to Game Pass, I went to them and I'm like, you need to go to Xbox and get this game right now. It is so good. It's also easy to lose touch. Like we love video games talk about them all the time and yeah. everybody who's watching this probably has multiple consoles but most people have one yeah because they're expensive they're expensive and yeah. you don't really need more than one mm. usually people weigh their options like what games are on my playstation yeah. that i want to play and what games are on xbox that i want to play and they weigh which one's got the more games that they want to play and they buy that one yeah um so most people are getting playstation yeah. because there's more exclusives on playstation so if a game is coming out or if Starfield ends up coming out for PlayStation, that's great. More people get to play Starfield. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's nothing to be upset about. That you're not being betrayed. Bob, stop being rational. This is console wars. You need to be angry. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, apparently, I have to fix the focus on our faces. Uh, uh, in the meantime, hey, man. Thank you, Rise Frog, for the 35 months. What's up, Wolf Bros? I am currently loving Tekken 8, meaning the bear... And Jin, I am also enjoying Persona 3 Reload since Persona and Shumagami Tensei is my favorite game series. Um, I want to play Tekken 8. Yeah, I've heard There's good, a demo, I've heard good so things. I should just play that. Uh, I threw this in the keep because it ju- was just announced, but I guess um, I'll just mention it now. They announced the Evo games for oh. this year. Let's look at that real quick. Uh, f- yeah, real quick. Uh, Tekken 8 is on there, as is Street Fighter 6. Um... Grand Blue Fantasy Versus Rising, uh, Undernight In Birth 2, Sissekel. These there's some weird fucking fighting <laughs> games. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1, Guilty Gear Strive, King of Fighters 15, and Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. That's fucking weird. <laughs> the retro- That's so weird. <laughs> it's always weird. Like you would expect, yeah, Street Fighter 6 year, but like let's throw a retro Street Fighter. No, in I would there for expect Street Fighter 2 if you're gonna pick a Street Fighter. There is a huge Third Strike fan base. Yeah, out no, there. I know. Like, I understand. There, like, no, people genuinely think it's better than Street Fighter Two. I've never heard that before yeah. in my life. Um, I had, I, I think I heard a little bit about Undernight in Birth, and I think that that there's like a million versions of that game, and they're all almost identical. <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard of Undernight in Birth, and I also haven't heard of Grand Blue Fantasy, unless that has anything. I might be getting to, them confused. Unless Grand Blue has anything to do with Blas Blue, I have no idea what it is, and I barely know anything about Blas Blue. Wait, I think it does. Okay, I don't know anything. Okay. Uh, one of them, uh, the art has not changed in any of the games because it's like a small team, and they made yeah. the art once, and they're like, we can't change it, but they change <laughs> all of the mechanics right. and stuff around it. Anyway, um, um, I bought Guilty Gear Strive because I was like, this game looks sick and yeah. I want to learn how to play it. And then I just never fucking played it. Um, <laughs> uh, it looks like a good lineup. Uh, I've seen um, interesting discourse on Twitter and other places. Uh, apparently, people are starting to turn on Mortal Kombat 1 because like updates are taking too long. Oh. The characters, uh, Peacemaker just got delayed and they're they're saving like a massive update for when Peacemaker comes out. Um, and everybody's just like, I don't care. I've moved on to Tekken 8. Okay. So like people are just, which st- which stinks because like the Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat games are usually great. Uh, I heard the story in this is awful, but the story in what the, Mortal, Mortal Kombat? Kombat one, yeah, yeah, uh, for even for a Mortal Kombat game. But you know, it's just it's shocking that like ne- Netherrealm could just like 
in an instant lose all their goodwill. I'm interested in Tekken 8 because apparently you can play with just four buttons. And I just so happen to have a new controller that only has four (laughs) buttons. So that's cool. I'm interested in that. Um, Otherwise, I'm still sad to see no Smash, but I mean, I wasn't expecting there to be Smash. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see Smash on like Evo or a major tournament for a long time to come. I think people are done with Nintendo's rules. It's weird because I, I, I like seeing competitive Smash. And when you see stuff like Evo, all I think about is Smash and all I see in, on like Twitter and stuff is Smash. But then you watch it and it doesn't have as much views as like Street Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very, very weird. Um, I'm hoping that if there's a new Smash in the next couple of years, they can come back to Evo. Yeah. Uh, that'd be, or maybe I just get super into Tekken 8. There you go. And then maybe I'll be interested in watching Tekken 8. All right. Uh, more notifications, too. We got yeah. Brutal Beasts with 38 months. Hey, Bob and Will, given the sales for Hogwarts Legacy, do you think more Harry Potter video games will be made? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You're, you're there not... will be a sequel to that Yeah, game there's going to be sure. another Hogwarts Legacy. I think they already said they're working on a Quidditch game. We just played good, Quidditch. Good Lord. There was one of those for the PS2. Didn't play it, but I kind of wanted to because, like, I kind of do think Quidditch is cool, even though I'm not into Harry Potter. That's lame. You're a fucking nerd. I am a nerd. No, I'm a Chad because I play Roller Drone. <laughs> See, Soul, thank you for the 40 months. This is 40. Yes, yes, is. sure is. My knees are like hurting real bad, too. Now I like this yeah, one. Gotta move. Do it. You gotta, you gotta I do have to move. All right. What's next? Uh, what is next? Um, we talked about Microsoft. Yeah, you have. Oh, there's one more. Yeah. There's one more. I wasn't sure if this was part of the same thing. It's not. It's just a weird quirk. Okay. So uh, we're not done with Xbox. Yeah. The popular MMO Final Fantasy XIV is finally heading to Xbox Series X and S, but there's a major caveat. The full release will require an Xbox Game Pass core or ultimate subscription, according to publisher Square Enix. This is in addition to the monthly fee to actually play the game. So, breaking down the cost. A 30-day subscription uh, to get the game will set you... Sorry, a 30-day subscription to get the game... No, let me start over again. A 30-day subscription to the game, to to the game itself, a 30-day subscription to the game will set you back $15, while while 90 days costs $42, and 180 days comes out to $78. Game Pass Core costs $10 a month or $60 a year. Game Pass Ultimate costs $17 a month. So Xbox players will have to shell out a minimum of $18 each month and a maximum of $32 a month to travel the magical world of Erosia. The download itself is free for whatever that's worth. This is slightly unusual for a couple of reasons. Back in uh, April 2021, Microsoft removed subscription requirements for free-to-play multiplayer games. Final Fantasy XIV, however, is not quite free-to-play, though it's free-to-download. Also, PlayStation players have long been able to adventure through the game without having to subscribe without having to purchase a PlayStation Plus subscription. To Sony, the game falls into the free-to-play category, but not for Microsoft. It's worth noting that the subscription requirement has been lifted for beta players. The open beta test for Xbox Series X and S versions of Final Fantasy XIV starts on February 21st at 12 a.m. Pacific. All right, hold on. So, all right, I'll but, clear it up. Let, let me, let me, hold on. So, it it's always been that if you have a game that is free to play 
uh-huh. you don't need a subscription to Xbox or PlayStation in order to play it. Well, since 2021, it's been like that. Okay. Yeah. Fine. So yeah. your Fortnite, your Fortnite, your War Zones. Yes. Your Apexes, your Valorants, your Warframe. Yeah. You can well not Valorant. Uh, you can play it on your Xbox or your PlayStation without having to pay for their their online service because Correct. the game's free. Yeah. Uh, so Final Fantasy isn't free to play, but you can download it for free. So it breaks their uh, it breaks that. Yes. There's a problem there. Yes. Okay. Because Final Fantasy 14, because it's an MMO, uh, and it's a subscription MMO, so you have to pay, uh, what do they say, $15 a month to okay. play the, to just play the game. And now on top of this, you also have to pay either $10 a month if you want Game Pass Core, or $17 a month if you want Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, that sounds like a flaw. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, there's an easy fix. Drop the requirement for Game Pass Core. Yeah. So wait, well, I need I don't need Game Pass Core to play Warzone, right? No. Okay. So yeah, this is a something's wrong here. Yeah. Just just some just something broke, and I feel like that there might be a potential for Xbox to come out and be like, hey. This slipped through the cracks. We didn't yeah. realize this would happen. No, they have to know that. Well, now. Yeah. I feel like this just, they, 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 they took a stray. I feel like Final Fantasy took a stray here. Yeah. Anyway. Um, let's now move on yes. to PlayStation. Yes. Finally, we can talk about PlayStation. And we can talk about a Vita successor reportedly on the way. Uh, Nintendo has uh, held the handheld market in their grasp since the dawn of time, or at least since the Game & Watch in 1980, but Sony have certainly left their mark on the scene over the years, too. The PSP was and still is a machine that handheld gamers uh, hold dear to their hearts. It was incredibly ahead of its time, looking very... Uh, looking very but the part as I as I write this article in 2024 and playing powerful games that had no right to look that good on a handheld. Then there was the PS Vita, for which I can't say as many good things. Hey, Sony started off well, but they couldn't keep the same title release momentum that the PSP had. This is a retro Dota article. Yes, this is. Um, but it's been 13 long years to quote Voldemort since the Vita was released in Japan. And while we've se- we've had a PlayStation Portal that's essentially mirrors what's happening on your PS5, there hasn't been a new handheld from the company that could uh, hope to challenge the might of Nintendo. However, Nvidia analyst and PS handheld leaker Moore's Law is dead uh, has recently reported that. There's a new AMD-powered handheld on the way from Sony HQ, which means the woes of the Vita could soon be uh, recompensed. 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 Of course... They're British. They got a lot of flowery language. Okay, that explains a lot. Uh, Of course, with the success of the Nintendo Switch and the fact that Nintendo have topped the console market since its release in 2017, Sony Sony would be mad not to release another handheld. Yeah, that's a British word, saying mad. We're crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I understand. Uh, Moore's Law is Dead stated that the handheld will be powered by an AMD APU custom uh, made first for the new machine with the likelihood that it will run uh, 1.8 gigahertz or slower to allow for playing of PS5 and PS4 games on the go. The video also states that this could be part of a new PS6 marketing campaign, according to WCCF uh, Tech. 
who have also analyzed Moore's Law's Dead's YouTube video. Uh, it could just be the two year. It could just be two years away from release. Still, considering that we've only had the PS5 for less than four years now, I think that it's highly unlikely, uh, especially since the PS Portal was just released. It's more likely we won't be seeing anything in a physical form for another four years at least. But the fact remains that if Sony wants to go hand to hand with hand to handheld with Nintendo, they're going to have to try and grab a slice of the handheld market. Though I'm not sure they have a big enough plate anymore. Yeah, this could take forever. This could yeah. just first of all, this could just be something that they're thinking about. This, yeah, this, I'm this sure they have something in development. But... Every console company is working on wacky shit. Yeah. You know, Apple's been working on a car. Yeah, Apple's we're never seeing that car. I guarantee you, right now, Sony is working on a PlayStation Six, but you're not seeing that anytime soon. Sony's been working on a car. Yeah, <laughs> that's multiple, true. Multiple cars. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it doesn't mean we're going to see it anytime soon. It could also be something that takes the feedback that they've received from the portal yes. and tries to amend that. That would mean we they need to put some sort of uh, actual processing power inside of a handheld. Yeah. Nothing that crazy, just enough to have the thing be functional outside of the internet. Yeah. Um. So I'm not expecting something like the Vita that can play PlayStation 5 games. Uh, but they're right. It could be a way down the line thing. It could be yeah. a PlayStation 6 thing. Mm -hmm. When the PlayStation 6 comes out, maybe then they'll have a handheld accomplice to it. Yeah. Because that's kind of been like the Sony's MO when it comes to like their handhelds. They released the PSP towards the end of the PS2 life cycle. Mm -hmm. And it had like a step below. The graphics were a step below the PS2. Mm -hmm. And then when the Vita came out, that was towards the end of the PS3 life cycle. And the graphics were a step below PS3. Yeah. So it would make sense that, you know, the next handheld would come out at the end of the PS5 life cycle. And the graphics would be a step below the PS5. I mean, right now, we're seeing a lot of PlayStation first-party games coming out for PC. Mm -hmm. And they're running pretty damn good on PC. And they're running pretty damn good on Steam Deck. Yeah. So... It wouldn't be hard at all for PlayStation to release a console that is uh, comparable, that can play. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be a PlayStation 5 in your hand, mm. but it will be able to play almost all of their first party games. Yeah. You know, it just at a, at a much lower quality. And I think now, because it used to be like with console games, you make one version of the game, but now like console games have the ability to, you can adjust the frame rate, you can adjust the resolution you can adjust like uh the visual effects like variable refresh rate ray tracing all this other crap so like the more and more they're being made like pc games so yeah. you could release you know uh you could release a playstation game on a handheld and be able to tweak it so it runs better you know yeah it's just that uh right now the pc version usually comes out later Mm -hmm. And that's a timed exclusivity thing, but it could also be like, they got to tweak the game to make it work on, on PC. You know, yeah. it's not just going to work. It's not just going to work. You got to do some stuff to it. Um, so I don't know how much stuff they got to do to it. And I don't know if it would be like a day one launch type situation, Yeah, but it's still very possible. Yeah. Uh, it would just probably not be as small as the Vita. It would mm -hmm. probably be a pretty oh, big, be massive. big yeah. boy. Hand Handhelds are massive nowadays. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about, portability anymore. yeah they're massive and their battery life sucks <laughs> battery life has been fucking horrible yeah 
even the portal, it's like all it's doing is streaming. Yeah. Why is it so bad? It's, inc it's the incredible how like nobody nobody actually cares about portability anymore. The Vita, when the Vita came out, people were like eight hours of battery life. Psh, this thing sucks. Yeah. But now it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Now like people would you know bend over backwards for eight hours of battery yeah. life. Yeah. Now we're, I, I literally got one on my Lenovo. Yeah. And I think I, I got one on the Steam Deck when I played Sonic Frontiers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got one playing a game the other day. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I'm stunned how good Bio Life is on the Odin 2 compared to everything else. Yeah, a lot of the uh, handheld, uh, like emulators, the Android based stuff, they're all, yeah. they're all good because they're like phones, you know, and you're not using, uh, you're not using them like you are a phone. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, you are playing a game on it, so that's pretty, you know, power intensive, but still. Um, according to Digital Foundry, the Switch 2 may be significantly larger than the original Switch. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully there's no bezel. Usually the first version of Nintendo's new consoles are ugly, so they yeah. might be ugly. Vita's battery is a monster. Mine's been sitting in my closet charged for months. Yeah, when I broke mine out to hack it uh, last year when I made a video on it, was it last year? I I didn't the whole time I, I worked on the video for like two weeks I never charged it yeah I just I charged yeah, no, it once Vita, and then I was just got running on it life, yeah yeah I was playing games and shit yeah. it was fucking awesome uh, Ike Lewis hey you guys remember last week when I asked if Indiana Jones was possibly going going to be the next on the next Switch and you both said in unison no because the Xbox first party um, I still don't think it's going to come to the Switch <laughs> <laughs> it could it could um, but I don't think so well now we have new information yes. Ike. All right. Let's all wait to see what Phil says. Yeah. Um, I never would have saw that coming. If you if it, if if you asked me to make a bingo card, that wouldn't have been on it. Yeah. You no. Know? Um. Anyway. Uh. Why don't we talk about new hardware? Yes. Uh. After teasing something last month, PDP officially announced the Rift Master. A new wireless guitar controller releasing this spring. The Riffmaster has two configurations, one compatible with Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One, while the other works with PS4 and PS5. As you can see from the images below, at first glance, it looks similar to the plastic guitar controllers made at the height of the rock band and guitar hero craze, um, but a closer examination reveals some noticeable changes to the formula. Like, for example, it is not a guitar that I've ever seen before. No, it's not. It's They don't have the Fender license, so it's not a Strat. They don't have the Gibson license, so it's not a Les Paul. It's very unique. This, this would definitely pass a lawsuit. Yeah. Um... And most notably, the Riffmaster has a thumbstick behind the guitar, uh, an ambidextrous design, a 3.5 millimeter audio jack, and a promised battery life of 36 hours on a single charge. Riffmaster's disassembly, meanwhile, is pretty unique. Instead of detaching the guitar body and the long neck to create a two-beast teardown, the Riffmaster uses a foldable design that makes it easy to travel or store. That's cool. Uh, one piece that can detach from the controller is the pick guard, uh, which will likely come with many designs, allowing for some customization. It's a nice touch considering the way some Guitar Hero and Rock Band players put stickers on their controller for personal flair. Uh, the PDP Riffmaster will be compatible with two games, Rock Band 4, which releases its final DLC which released its final DLC last week, and Fortnite Festival, uh, once Harmonix releases an update that allows the game to support Rock Band guitar controllers. Um, when, the update go when the update goes 
live. Sorry, when the update does arrive, Fortnite Festival will significantly benefit from guitar controller support as this free-to-play rhythm game is controller and keyboard only at the moment, making it feel odd to play. Oh, this is yeah. what it looks like folded. Yeah. Okay. Did you see the thumb? This is the thumbstick. Thumbstick's right there. It's like a Oh, it's at the top thumbstick. of the headstock. Yeah, it's very okay. strange. I mean, because I guess... It makes sense. You're meant to play this with Fortnite. So That's true. You probably need That's like an analog point. stick. Like move characters around with. Now, it's said that it's ambidextrous. How is it ambidextrous? Because it looks like it's just alrighty. How are you? How would you flip it? Well, I mean, theoretically, the original Rock Band and Guitar Hero controllers were also ambidextrous. You just had to go into the menu, switch it to left-handed, and you literally flip the guitar upside down. So it would just be upside down, but it would still reg- it would register yeah. the correct way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, You'd be Kurt Cobaining it. Yeah. There's actually an achievement in Beatles Rock Band um, where you have to play a, a bass like Paul McCartney, which is left-handed. So I made my wife, my girlfriend at the time, play Paul McCartney's parts left-handed to get the achievement. Oh, and she's like, I don't know if I can do this, but we got it. Thanks, honey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, how much is this? Uh, f- not, uh, PDP has not shared price yet on the Rift Master, but the controller will be released sometime this spring. That's lame. So... Uh, it's weird. This 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 is weird because uh, there were so many plastic guitars mm-hmm. for in a short period of time. Yeah, it was hard to get rid of them. Yeah, everyone had them. People were uh, coming into GameStop with with just barrels full of guitars. Yeah, and we would say we don't take those because nobody was buying them because mm-hmm. everybody had them. And we, even the GameStop had a thousand of them. Yeah. And people would come in. I got a bunch of guitars. We go, we don't take those anymore. And they go, okay, throw them out for me. And they would literally leave them there and leave. So now you can't get one. Yeah. They don't, they're hard to get now. And if you can find one, they're very expensive. Uh, Yeah. So now finally someone is making one again for modern consoles. This probably won't be that cheap. No. They have them on like Amazon. I think uh, Hannah just got one that was extremely inexpensive yeah. uh, off of Amazon, but it registers like a keyboard. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Like like if you press a button on it, it'll press a key on the keyboard. It's very what's the, what's that game on the computer that's basically Clone open? Hero? Clone Hero, yeah. yeah, it's for that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's cool that they're making this again. It's a little ugly because it doesn't look yeah. like a guitar. It looks like its own unique thing. Um. It's cool that it folds and stuff, but I can't imagine this being under like a hundred dollars. Yeah, which it should be. I mean, they used to be pretty cheap. Yeah, they used to be like fifty bucks, yeah. if that. You get it with the game, or you wait for the game to go on clearance and then you buy the guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, tell you what though, like, I kind of wish I had the Guitar Hero Les Paul controller because that was the best one. We didn't have it. No, we had the Rock Band. We were Rock Band. We were Rock Band kids. We had the Strat, and we had a Guitar Hero five guitar that wasn't the les paul design because they lost the gibson license had to make a new design but it had a flaw where you couldn't downstroke oh it had actually had like a manufacturer's defect and i bought it when it was on clearance for ten dollars so they weren't taking repairs on it i know how to repair it it just requires a lot of soldering and finding a part that you know radio shacks don't exist anymore so it's not like i can go buy it well show me Maybe I can. All right, I, I got to figure it out. I was at E's studio the other day, and he has mm-hmm. the, the same sort of arcade cabinet that yeah, I have yeah. made by Thrill House. 
Um, and he uses it for Clone Hero. Right. Uh, and he had it set up with two guitars. And one of his guitars on the orange button, which is the f- the pinky button. Yeah. If you upstroked, it wouldn't register. Okay. All of the other frets would register up and yeah. down. But the orange one wouldn't register an upstroke for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that would happen. Yeah. Oh, hello, Thrillhouse. He's in the chat. Anyway, let's plow right through to talk about Japanese celebrities. Yes. My favorite topic. Uh, Japanese entertainment professionals have been reportedly told to refrain from mentioning Power World in public or on social media to avoid potential backlash from the Pokemon company. This is interesting. <clears throat> Tokyo Sports reports that, according to a talent agency source, talent have been advised not to mention the game in case of in case there are issues we have told our talent not to mention power world on social media or in the public the source said this was done out of consideration for the pokemon side as an agency this decision was made in consideration of future potential collaborations since launching into early access on pc and xbox last week pow uh pow world has become a huge breakout success however the survival game success ignited discourse around the perceived similarity between its character design and those of the pokemon games um leading many accusing it of plagiarism in january the pokemon company broke its silence regarding power world and said it was investigating if it infringes on its ip rights uh, according to Microsoft, Power World is the biggest third-party Game Pass launch to date. Xbox version has peaked at nearly 3 million active daily users. Um, so yeah, if you're a Japanese celebrity, don't talk about Power World. We talked about Power World last week. Or not Japanese celebrities. No. Uh, we talked about Power World last week uh, because it's a good game, but it is definitely stealing uh, a lot of assets from Pokemon. Right. And uh, they might be getting sued. So this is uh, just... A Japanese uh, agency that that yeah. that that represents celebrities, telling them if you want to work with the Pokemon company, probably don't talk about Power World because there might be a conflict yeah. there. So it's nothing official, no. but it makes a lot of sense because yeah. th- th- this is just more people seeming to think that there might be a lawsuit coming up. Yeah, with. with uh, uh, or, or at least some sort of weird animosity or some sort of like conflict between yeah. uh, the Pokemon company and Power World. Yeah. And even if there is no lawsuit, they're still direct competitors. Yeah. And also too, like, you know, we Pokemon is huge around the world, but it is especially huge in Japan. And because it's a native Japanese franchise, like they're going to want to be respectful of that and not want to start you know hyping up the competition immediately yeah. so it's, it's not even like nintendo went to them and said like don't make sure none of your celebrities fucking talk about power world it's just a precaution that they're taking to not upset the giant that is nintendo and the pokemon company yeah and but but the thing is they're probably right mm-hmm. they're probably right that if you uh talked about power world or promoted it in a weird way pokemon comedy would probably be like i don't know about this guy yeah you know i can't do much as a japanese celebrity no, no, held to a different uh, standard. I think you scrutiny. can still like you know promote stuff and like you know advertise. Stuff. You can't. You can't even take an edible. No, you can't. You know, you can't do drugs. But well, then, then why live? <laughs> it's true. Um. All right. Let's talk about the state of play real quick. Yes. Uh, the, the state of play that I know nothing about other than Death Stranding Two had a trailer that right. was awesome. This uh, Sony blog recap doesn't give any information on the games so i'll just plow through them yeah that's all um, we need we don't yeah. need to go crazy dave the diver is coming to ps5 didn't know it wasn't already um, there 
and Godzilla is going to be in it. Apparently, not sure how what that. The fuck? Yeah, if you watch the trailer, like you see Dave, you see Dave the Diver gameplay and whatnot, and then all of a sudden at the end you hear. Burr. And then Dave the Diver is supposed to catch him and make him into sushi? I have no idea. Um, also, I, I forgot what movie. I think it's the last of the High Sight era, but that's a very specific Godzilla because mm-hmm. like, he's on fire. Okay. So it's interesting that they... Not, not only is Godzilla in the game, but it's very specifically that Godzilla. He's fighting something. Yeah. yeah he's fighting a giant lobster. Oh, okay. So the lobster is going to be the sushi. Yeah. That's uh, very weird. Yeah. Speaking of weird, uh, next Death Stranding two on the beach, the the grand finale of um. Wait, it's called on the beach. It's called Death that. Stranding two on the beach. Well, I gotta tell them my exact birthday. <laughs> uh, th- this trailer is super weird. Is yeah. this weirder than the original Death Stranding trailer? I don't think so. I mean, at I did. I was watching it, and at one point, I was thinking. <laughs> I did think in my head, at, like, why can't you just be normal? <laughs> <laughs> so, so this part with the baby in the esophagus, yeah, was on. Uh, I was watching this while me and Hannah were eating, uh-huh. and I paused it on the baby in the esophagus, yeah. And she was like, "I'm eating. Turn that off." I was like, "What?" <laughs> She's like, "The that whatever that yeah. is. I don't want to see that." And I was like, "It's a baby in esophagus. You never yeah. see a baby in esophagus." And then it like spits out a drone and stuff. This is flagship Death Stranding yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, obviously. But like, I know Kojima is like a, a talented designer. And I why know- are they blue? I, I I didn't finish the first Death Stranding. Like, why are they blue? Why does she have hands on her neck? Yeah, like, that's different. I don't like. I feel like maybe Konami was good for him because it kept him restrained and things had to make some sort of sense. No, I love none it. of this makes any I sense. I love this shit. It's just it's just all like like just just visual uh uh weirdness. Yeah. I I I love that. Uh um and then <laughs> are we gonna talk about uh Troy Baker guitar solo? Oh yeah. You know what this reminded me of? Do you remember uh Gungrave Overdose? There was a character in that game that yes. that killed people with their guitar, and it was exactly like this. Yeah, this is fucking awesome. I know. <laughs> I and he's he's like the Joker, basically. Yeah. But then also he has a guitar weapon. Yeah. This is sick. I I got I gotta get through the the, the first game. I I, might, I'm gonna start from the beginning. I again. might actually have to play Death Stranding just like just to see what the fuck is we going. on. We got it on PlayStation. I just I bought it again for the Steam Deck, uh, so I could play it I on there. Agree. I think there's a way we can share our libraries. Steam? Yeah. So I got to be great. Into that. Yeah, it would make. I got a fuck ton of Steam games. Yeah, I got. Yeah. I'm starting to build out my library because I'm a PC gamer now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. You have a dock. Yeah, you have yeah, a dock. Yeah, I have a dock, yeah. I have used it to, like, get uh, remote play working on there, but, like, I haven't, like, hooked it up to a TV yet. Yeah. I, I just did that Green sponsorship, so yeah. now I have a metric fuck ton of docks. <laughs> so don't ever buy a dock again. Okay. <laughs> um, hello, beat-em-ups. Famous YouTuber beat-em-ups. Oh, hey, show. Woodrow. Um, Death Stranding is really good. I always loved it. It also runs and looks incredible on the Steam Deck, HDR and all. I got 10 hours into uh, Death Stranding. It felt like I didn't do anything. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, because 
from what I understand, it's a game where you just walk around. Yeah. It, which makes it hard to get. Like, I'm a huge Kojima fan, and I yeah. really did like everything I was doing in Death Stranding. Uh, it just makes it hard to get through because you do just walk around. Yeah. But it's the stuff that you do is cool. It's just yeah. hard to, uh, like... It, 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 it's 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 weird like like yeah. like uh part of like I, i've said this multiple times but one of the things that i liked about the original death stranding was i was just walking around and i was like oh my shoes are deteriorating let me yeah. go into this encampment and steal somebody's shoes off of them but like that shit is like it doesn't feel like you're making real progress it's hard it's hard to sit down play the game for like three hours and then be like ah can't wait to do that again <laughs> there was something i remember from the zero punctuation review of it where he said you know your character takes a pee and uh he noticed that the pee was a dark yellow which usually means you're dehydrated and he wondered if that meant if you hydrate yourself in the game would your pee not be a dark yellow and sure enough it wasn't oh my god because those are the weird types of shit kojima thinks about that's awesome <laughs> all right well all right. That's the only game that I fucking cared about right. with, the, with this whole uh, uh, announcement. Uh, the, there was also Dragon's Dogma 2. Woo. Uh, Foam Stars. Woo. Uh, Helldivers 2. All right, I'm a little interested it in was, Helldivers 2. Yeah. I forgot about Helldivers 2. And that did look kind of cool. Um, Judas. Judas looked awesome. Judas is uh, from the creators of Bioshock. It is basically just Bioshock. Oh, I But it looks rad as hell. I, I am I am down on Judas. I did I I yeah didn't see uh, this. I the song watch this that later. plays in the trailer is awesome. The whole aesthetic, it's it's like future. Uh, it's basically like you know because Bioshock One was underwater and then Bioshock uh, Infinite was in the sky and now this one's in fucking space. Oh, okay. so it's got like uh, an alien vibe to it and kind of a Blade Runner vibe, but it's not cyberpunky in a way. So, I'm all I'm all for this. Okay. Yeah. And we got legendary legendary tales. tales that's a PSVR game, as is oh. Metro Awakening. Oh, VR. Wait, apparently I'm in the legendary tales trailer. Are you? Yeah. We got we got. I mean, it's from Urban Wolf Games. Is that what you're talking about? No, I'll have to I have to find it now. Oh, yeah, it's um. About 30 seconds in. 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. That Jerry Wolf. Bob Wolf right there. Yeah. The butcher. There he is. There you go. Wow. That's me. All right. Anyway. Uh, Metro Awakening. Cool. VR yeah. again. What's uh, this one? Slight tangent. Uh, audience. Should I play the Metro games? Like, they're always on sale for like $5 for the whole trilogy. They look interesting. I just want to know ahead of time if I'm going to waste my $5 playing 40 hours of some weird Russian post-apocalyptic thing. So let me know in the chat, should I play the Metro games? Just simple yeah, yes or no. I don't know because they don't they, they don't seem that interesting. I've heard they're they not. They seem like generic shooters. No, it, it's like a little bit more than that because like you can't go outside because of all, all the radiation. You have to wear special equipment. And it's like a lot more simmy and psychological than. Okay. Yeah. So let me know in the comments. The chat is all saying yes. Okay. Uh, Rise of Ronin looks cool. It does look cool. Uh, Silent Hill, the short message. This, uh, this they, looks... they were like, people liked PT. Let's do that again. Exactly. That's the thing. This looks interesting, but 
I played PT. There's no way this is going to be as good as PT. Mm-hmm. Um, and it I've, literally looks exactly like. I've PT. heard it's not as good as PT. Um, and then there's the you sound- can't do PT again. No, it, 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 the the magic is gone. The yeah. only reason that game was good was because it was uh, a bait and switch. Yeah. If you come out and you're like, hey, here's Silent Hill you doing know what? PT again, it won't work. You know what they could do? What? They could re-release PT. That would be pretty big. Like, they could just do that. They don't have to, like, do the we have PT at home fucking thing. They also have Silent Hill 2, and honestly, this just looks like Resident Evil 4. I know. Like, I saw clips of this, and I thought it was Resident like, Evil 4. Like, I have 4. not played a lot of the original Silent Hill 2, but what I've played is nothing like this. Yeah. Like... This is very much like leaning much more into the action element of Silent Hill 2. And the action in Silent Hill 2 is shitty on purpose because they don't want you to fight. They want you to be scared and run away. They give you just enough to defend yourself to run away. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite of Resident Evil where they give you just enough to feel like a badass mm-hmm. and then run away. Resident Evil was also good at uh, making you manage your resources pretty good. Yeah. Like, like similar to like what The Last of Us did where you had just enough ammo and if you start to run out of ammo, you start to feel like like yeah. some anxiety. Resident Evil 4 did that first. No, uh, but like Silent Hill 2, like your first weapon is a plank of wood Yeah, and it breaks. Yeah. So you have to like be really smart about it and not kill everything on screen. Yeah, this trailer is showing a lot of action. Yeah, but uh, where uh, maybe the game is going to be a lot of running away. Maybe it will be like hopefully. That. But that literally does just look like Resident Evil. 4. I know. I I don't have a lot of faith in that game. Uh, Sonic X Shadows Generations. So I didn't see this from the PlayStation event. They, I like, saw this snuck later. They like snuck it in in between like other stuff. So w- what is this? Is this <sighs> Sonic it's... Generations DLC or is this a new Sonic Generations or this what? This is Sonic Generations remastered and also they added like shadow levels to it. Okay. Which like look, Sonic Generations great game, one of my favorite Sonic games. My only problem with it was was that it was too short. It could have used more levels, it could have used DLC and whatnot. I still don't understand why take this route with it like i understand a remaster of it but like why are you adding shadow levels to it why are you making shadow a playable character when the whole point of the game is to celebrate the character of sonic well they want to add more levels what what, how else would they do it a lot of the most (laughs) iconic levels that aren't sonic related are shadow and they're just they you play them exactly the same way well you can add levels from other sonic games you know there you can add different levels from like sonic 3 or Sonic Adventure, or whatnot. You know, they didn't have to... They could do that, too. Yeah. Do both. So, yeah, I'm going to keep my eye on this, but I don't know how I feel about it. It's definitely a buy-it-on-sale game. So, a complete complete aside, but this launched around the same time that we got word about Sonic the Hedgehog 3, the movie. Yes. With the the fucking logo that is just the Sonic Adventure 2 logo. Yes. I'm a little excited. I even watched the second Sonic movie, <laughs> and I am fucking amped yeah. to see Shadow to see a Sonic Adventure two movie. Yeah, I think I've I heard Crush Forty is going to be in I've, it. I've heard that too. Yeah, uh, there, there's a, there's already an actress that's going to be Maria. Yes. So that I I can't wait yeah. for people to see that dumb storyline. <laughs> 
I saw Kotaku headline was like, fans are really excited to see a child die in the next Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, movie. so I that made me look shit up. Somebody was like, I can't wait for for the world to see Maria get shot or something. Yeah. And I was like, she didn't get shot. And then I looked it up and she got shot in like the Disney XD like show. Not in, the, in Sonic X? Sonic X, she gets fucking gunned down. No. I watched a clip. There's like a, a SWAT team guy. And she she runs into the to the room where they're cloning all the Sonics. Wait a minute! And she goes to pull like the lever, and the SWAT team guy's like, "Don't do it! I'll shoot!" And she looks at him, pulls it, and then she gets fucking blown right. away. They cut away from her when when he starts shooting, but still. Then how does she die in the game? In the I had to look it up. In the game, uh, the oh, the space station's blowing right. up, and she just sends Shadow. Yes, yes. And then she blows up. Got it. So technically, in the game world, she could still be alive because yes. you know she died off screen. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's not gonna fucking get shot. That'd yeah. be crazy. <laughs> she might blow up in a space station, but still. Imagine James Morrison's character shoots her. That'd that be fucking awesome. <laughs> That'd be so good. And then he has the gun that killed Maria, yeah. like Batman has the gun that kills his parent. He, yeah. he, he fucking got the gun, killed Maria. That's what he uses. He better he better pick up a gun in this in this movie. <laughs> He's definitely going to pick up a gun at some point. Yeah. And they'll make like a cheeky little thing about yeah. it. Yeah. I'm very excited for this. There's a lot of people are, I don't know if like people think this is true or if they're just trying to wish it into existence, but people want Hayden Christensen to play Shadow. <laughs> that would be awesome. So if he does, I kind of hope he picks up the gun and does like what Obi Wan does and throws it and goes so uncivilized. Yeah, yeah, yeah that like that cool. shit. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, I gotta watch this the second cool. movie. Now. Yeah. Um. Okay. Back to this shit. Oh yeah. Uh, Stellar Blade. That was like the second game they showed off. People were talking about like how cool this looks. I don't. I don't get this. I've seen this before. It looked interesting. Uh, the gameplay is all upshots of this girl's butt, right? Yes. Yeah, we're not seeing any actual gameplay here. Oh, no. Wait, is this the one where you saw upshots of her butt? Or is that a different game? No, I think it's... I'm pretty sure it's this. I don't know, man. Oh, yeah, there was one. <laughs> <laughs> we're not seeing any actual gameplay, though. Yeah. We're just seeing the cool cinematics. The showcase for this was, like, really long, too. Because, like, it was somebody explaining the game and, like... I hate that. In between. I don't know. The way like Sony does their state of plays is like kind of dull. Like Xbox, their developer direct, they pick like a handful of games. The developer walks you through the game. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like, I mean, I like how Nintendo does it. Nintendo does it the best. Cause like, it's just, here's a trailer. Now here's a trailer. Now here's a trailer. And they're usually short trailers. Like that guy, like explain it to you, but he does it in a quick and succinct manner. Yeah. The only issue is when they have uh, Japanese RPGs like uh, Xenoblade. Yeah. And then they have like a really drawn out explanation of how the game works. And that's what happened here. Yeah. I like Microsoft because mostly uh, 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 American games. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they talk to the developer. It's like an interview style. Yeah. Like this is what we decided to do with our yeah. game. And they don't, and they also don't load it with a lot of games. It's usually like five or six games, whereas mm-hmm. like the state of play in the Nintendo Direct is like twenty. Yeah. So. Anyway, here's Until Dawn. Yeah, uh, Until Dawn remastered for PS5 and PC. Cool. Maybe I'll play it. Um, v Rising the uh, was shown. Uh, Zenless Zone Zero. Is this the Hoyoverse? Yeah, it's the Hoyoverse game. Yeah. 
I think this is the one that I want to play. It's it's this like this looks kind of interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be like uh, that weeb game. What the fuck is the name of it? I Genshin sponsorship Genshin Impact. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Genshin Impact but Cyberpunk, and I'm yeah. interested in that. I'd I'd like to be in that world. Right. Um. That seems cool. And yeah. that's it, I guess. And that's it. Uh. And then today we got a state of play just for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Wow. Uh, the big news from that is a demo for it is available today. That people think is going to get data mined to all hell. Oh, absolutely. Um, ahead of the game's February 29th release, uh, the demo releasing today allows you to not only take control of the protagonist cloud, but also take control of legendary swordsman Sephiroth in battle. You will be able to play as Sephiroth as part of the extended flashback section as Cloud recalls an earlier mission in his career as a soldier, the Nebelheim Incident. Nebelheim Incident. Ne Nebelheim. Nebelheim. I know, I know Final Fantasy. Take place, taking place several years before the events of the game, it will set the stage for several important moments within Rebirth. What's more, uh, we're Wait. planning to release an update later this month that will allow you to export part of the Jotan region before the release of the full game on February 29th. This is a prequel? Here's my understanding okay. of how they're doing the remakes. <laughs> because, because, isn't that Tifa? Yes. So How can it be a prequel? Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy 7 remake is taking place across three games. Yes. Final Fantasy 7 remake, the first part, is more or less a remake of Final Fantasy 7. Yes. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. But then they cut it. No, it's a remake yeah. of the first half of Final Fantasy right. 7. Rebirth is not a remake of the next half. It is a weird meta reimagining of the entire Final Fantasy 7 saga. That doesn't answer. That just makes more exactly. questions for me. They're not doing... They're not doing the simple thing of just remaking Final Fantasy VII, which everybody wanted them to do. They're doing some completely weird shit with it, where, like, they're going back in time. They're, like, you know, mentioning things in the real world that relates to the game and stuff. It's, like, it's all this weird weirdness hate, to it. I hate that so much. They, they, they couldn't just do a simple remake. So could you play this like you would Final Fantasy VII? Or is it a completely different style of game? It's it's uh, real time combat now. It's not. It was well. The, well, the remake was real time combat. Yeah, too. yeah. Here it looks like you play the piano with the thumbsticks, like like kind of like uh, yeah. The Last of Us had the guitar playing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dark Spider Dave. Just think of that uh, scene from Back to the Future Part Two when Doc is trying to explain the alternate timeline to Marty. Yeah, basically that. Okay. That doesn't help me, I don't think. Moving on. Oh, uh, Davey1001, uh, did y'all talk about Hideo Kojima's new MGS-like game yet? No, that was not in the PlayStation blog. Yeah, Kojima announced the new um, action espionage game. Fizzent? That's also I... gonna... That was, like, right at the end when Kojima came out on stage next to Herman Helst and said, oh, yeah, we're working on a action espionage game, uh, Fizzent. It is the culmination of everything I've been working on uh, for almost 40 years in the game industry. And not only that, it's also going to be a movie. I have not heard. I didn't hear about that. You didn't that hear about that at, at all. all. Yeah. No. Kojima is going to 
the next game after Death Stranding is going to be Fizzent, and it's going to be not just a game, but it's also going to be a movie made by Columbia Pictures. He's working on three AAA games right now. Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah. That's crazy. How good did Death Stranding sell that he could fund all this? It's all of his previous endeavors. True. But everyone's just like, hey. We need that Kojima. We need, we'll give, we'll let Kojima do whatever he wants. Yeah. That's insane. I gotta, I gotta look into, into right. that more. Uh, so wait, oh, that's Columbia but, Pictures? Yeah. Because anyway, previously we talked about how he might do something with A24. Yeah. Stiliac uh, says Final Fantasy VII Remake and Rebirth is a sequel to Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII already happened. Did he say Final Fantasy Final Fantasy VII Remake and Rebirth is a sequel to Final Fantasy? Get the get the fuck out That's of here! That's what I'm saying. Like it's not, it's not Final, a simple straight how is remake. Final Fantasy VII a sequel. It's the same stuff happens in it. <laughs> The same stuff, but also different stuff. I hate, I hate it so much. <laughs> uh, let's plow through the rest of this. First okay. of all, Gavin Goodry. Oh, yes. Gifted a sub to Cubone. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, illustrator of Superman 78, The Metal Curtain, uh, issue four, released today. Go buy it. It's fantastic. Go buy it. Uh, Capcom asks players if they want sequels. Oh, yeah! I heard about, somebody tweeted at me. Capcom has officially floated the idea of sequels to Okami, Dead Rising, Mega Man, and other beloved franchises in a fan survey. As reported by Nintendo Life, players can now vote on in super elections on the Capcom website. A series of 10 questions surrounding a myriad of topics and game franchises. Uh, one of the more interesting questions saw Capcom ask players which series they most like to see a sequel or spinoff to. Stop. We're doing it right now. Okay. If you were a member of the cast of Capcom Town, what what would your job title be? Uh, I would be... Uh, oh, these are all just characters. Yeah. Like, I, would, I would be a walking assistant robot. Yes. If you could learn one special move, what would it be? Please select just one of the choices. A Hadouken. Obviously. <laughs> um, I might... I might, I might pick double jump. No, I do. Fine. Yeah, obviously. Because that's Ryu and also Mega Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please select the game systems you own. Uh, it's every single yeah. one of these. Give, let's put, give, me, give me everything. Uh, you know what? I'm going to not select PlayStation 4. I mm. own it, but yeah. I don't, I'm, never, I'm not plugging that in. Region. Uh, United States. Uh, date of birth. All right, I got to dox myself one, yeah. more, one last time here. I almost put your birthday in for some reason. What the hell? I don't know. Uh, I'm a male. And then my email address, required. I'm gonna okay. Put, I'm going to put my, my fake one. It didn't ask me... Uh... Hey, it didn't ask me what game I want to see remade. Uh, or made. Or game franchise I want to see made. Huh. Create a card. Oh, here we go. I created a card. Your card wallpaper information has been received. Your you could it could be downloaded. I'm a maker. It's so it's making. Oh, it's making it now. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was the card. Uh, no, they're gonna email you the card after voting. Oh, okay. Vote. Was that the vote? Oh no, we're doing like a whole thing right now. Jesus. This is a which, lot. Which of the following Capcom games do you like the best? 
Enter two or more. Uh, Mega Man. The Power Battles? There we go. I had to do one. No, wait. No, these are Battle Network? Give me X. <laughs> Give me X. There it is. Mega Man X. Done. Oh, I only picked one. Who is your favorite? Is it 10 questions? It is 10 questions. Yeah. Forget it. We're not doing this now. Uh, I'll go through it. <laughs> Why not? Who's your? Uh, all right. Do you want me to just? Here we go. These are the these are the games that they were announcing. Uh, answers such as Dino Crisis, Okami, Onimusha, um, Dead Rising, Darkstalkers, Breath of Fire, Mega Man, uh, Ghosts and Goblins, and more. Though it did include some ongoing franchises like Resident Evil and Monster Hunter. Okay. Uh, f- I mean. There's a lot of those that I'd like to see more of. I mean, yeah. Mega Man for sure. Yeah. Um, also, Dino Crisis. Yeah, Dino Crisis would be the easiest thing to do because they have the template already from the Resident Evil remakes. Um, also, Onimusha, because that was like kind of Resident Evil with samurais. Yeah, I'm inter- I would be interested in like a Resident Evil 4 style Onimusha. Yeah, That'd be cool. Absolutely. Like Onimusha, Onimusha 1 on PS2 was incredible. Yeah. Like I'm surprised they haven't like continued that franchise beyond the four that were on PS2. Or like brought it back beyond like they HDified the the original a couple yeah. of years ago. But let let them know that you're interested in these uh in yeah. the revitalization of some of these franchises. Final fight, even we haven't seen a final fight game in a long time. Don't care about Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah. I tried. Never, never a big fan of Ghosts and Goblins. I remember one time I was playing with some friends at an arcade and we all just like took turns trying to like get through it. Like we're just throwing It's fucking money impossible. Yeah. That game's impossible. Uh, all right, next news, last news, final news. Uh, Neil Druckmann, I've confirmed, I straight up said, Last of Us Part 3, definitely happening. Uh, well, he said it could very well be on the way. That's not to say that a lot, That sorry, that's not to say that it's a lot at, there at the moment. He says he merely has a concept in mind, but he did note that there's possibly one more chapter to the story. The first game has such a clean concept, like the unconditional love a parent feels for their child. Um, the second one, once we landed on this idea of pursuit of justice at any cost, justice for ones you love, we felt like there's a clean concept here and there's a through line from the first game about love. Uh, if we never get to do it again, if this is a fine ending point, last bite of the apple. Uh, the great thing about working at Naughty Dog is that we don't have to. Uh, it's always like we would love another Last of Us, but if you guys feel you're passionate about something else, we'll support this either way. Very privileged position to be in. I never take that for granted. I've been just thinking about it. Is there a concept there? And uh, for now years, uh, I haven't been able to find that concept, but recently that's changed. I don't have a story, but I do have a concept that to me is as as exciting as one, as exciting as two, and is uh, is its own thing, and yet has this through line up for all three. Uh, So it does feel like there is probably one more chapter to this story. I loved the first Last of Us documentary grounded yeah. and now they they this was from the second one yeah uh and it's on youtube for free it's two hours long yeah so oh, i, I really want to watch i want to watch that one specifically because last of us part two took 10 like nine years to release after the first game and also they had to deal with the pandemic and like just how like dark the second one got yeah like how they touch upon that yeah i it was one of the best looks into game development the first one yeah um and I'm excited to see more of that, really. Yeah. Uh, so 
yeah, I want to I want to watch that. I also hope they dive into the reaction that the game got because it's been a while. I think since they the game do. They out. I know they touch upon like Laura, what happened to Laura Bailey who plays Abby mm-hmm. after and all like the the nonsense that happened to her afterwards. So. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since that game came out, so I'd yeah. imagine they'd have to have something to say. I've about. been interested in actually playing both of those again because I like I was never like the biggest fan of either of them, but the like the distant, the more distance I've had of it, the more I've thought about them. Mm-hmm. Like they really are two of the more unique gameplay experiences, especially in the AAA space. In terms of like what they're trying to do from like with the video game medium, you're talking about Last of Us One and Two, both of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think the first one uh, uh, did a lot of very unique things with the video game medium. Yeah. It's just it's a third person action game, but it did so much different and made it told the story that you could only really uh, uh, that it could only really have the impact that it did as a video game, right? Um, and the second one didn't <laughs> no the second one tried really hard it, yeah. it just didn't uh, it, it, it was it had a it had big shoes to fill and it did do something that can only be done in video games but it didn't feel as good the, the second one was definitely a, a victim of you know i can do whatever i want now mm-hmm. and it, it's a lesson in the importance of telling somebody no and stop yeah yeah i, I mean i think part of the last of us part two's big thing was trying to force you into doing something because the first game really succeeded at forcing you to do something that you didn't want to do and the second game doubled down on that in just the worst way the second game also too you literally play the game twice yeah like you play it from uh ellie's perspective then you have to play it again from abby's perspective and that's why i lost interest because i already i feel like the i i wrapped the story like it leaves Ellie's story ends off at a cliffhanger, but still, it's like I just did all this. Well, like, like, I don't, at the same I don't time, need to do it like, Abby's story was so much more interesting than Ellie's story to me. Like her character arc as a whole, because like The Last of Us Part One was about a good person turning bad, and The Last of Us Part Two was the flip of that, about a bad person turning good. I don't think it's about people turning changing side or, or, well, no, or turning not, not, it's it's more so you think this guy's good but he's actually bad and then this it's the flip on right last of us part two you think yeah. this person's bad but they're no, actually the, uh, there, yeah there's more to the stories than yeah. that but like in its simplest form it's like can, like can you find humanity and goodness in the apocalypse and in the first game the answer was no it like affects you and changes you in the worst way possible in the second game the answer was Yes, you can grow and change and evolve yeah. as a human being. I just, they didn't, I didn't care about Abby. Like, right. like if, if I cared about Abby, I would have finished the game. But they, they didn't do a good enough job of making me care about her as a character. Right. I, I cared about Ellie, and that's why I wanted to play that. And then they made me play as this other person I didn't give two shits about. And uh, I just stopped playing. Yeah. I, I got all the way to the end, and I was like, I don't give a shit about this game anymore. <laughs> And I stopped playing. Um, anyway, was that it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, so we can do the thing. Uh, what thing you talk about? You talk about. This is by Jav Tropic, who says Luigi having an allergic reaction, and there he is. Somebody sent this to me the other day. 
<laughs> and I thought I like I, I didn't understand the context of it. There, context. He's having, it's it's, it's <laughs> Luigi having a reaction. No, they just reaction. sent me the picture. They didn't send me the tweet. Oh, okay. So you didn't realize that he's having yeah. an allergic reaction. You just thought he was weirdly blown. Yeah. Or, or or high or something. Yeah. The only way that you could tell that he's not high is because his nose is leaking. Yeah. Anyway, that's your tweet of the week, everybody. Now we'll talk to you guys real quick. Yes. Starting with people who left comments on last week's Wolf Den podcast over on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Wolf Den podcast. I have to log into Discord. Motherfucker. Uh, I don't. We got uh, Charlie Fenn who says print on demand for games. They do that for a lot of books. They should do that for games. I can't see it being that difficult. Uh, really? Yes, it would cost more, but they could figure it out, right? But we all know why they wouldn't do that. So we talked about this last week about how uh, games aren't uh, sold uh, physically anymore, really. They're, yeah. they're, they're starting to sell a lot more digitally. I was saying they should allow you to buy the game physically instead of doing like a big run. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll buy straight from the publisher and get get a and and have you know like a like a just just print one and send it to me. If it costs more, that's fine. Yeah. You know, just have the option available. Oh, there's more to this. Right now, everything is going digital. Fun weird fact in my field, we are fighting against the digitization of will. You. No, like when you die. Oh. They are trying to destroy old wills. Him? (laughs) (laughs) Of people they deem insignificant and upload them all online to save space? So it isn't just game. Oh, like like have a document of like an old guy. Like, you know, somebody that nobody cares about. I I understand. Yeah. I mean, they Uh, should. Yeah. Yeah, who stores that? That should be the family should store that. Yeah, like I guess like some... here's here's your your grandpa's will. It's your like like do all of the stuff you need to, and then give it to the. I guess like law firms and stuff have to like have a file of like wills on hands like that deal with that type of stuff. I would I would understand being a law firm and not wanting to have hundred year old wills. Yeah, you know, you know, in in that case, there should definitely be you know. The phys- a warehouse for the physical stuff, and then like a server somewhere that just has backups upon backups of on. There should the definitely one. be digital ones, but I think the family should get the will. Yeah, give it to the primary beneficiary. Take the will back. It's your problem now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, blurfing tons. Okay, says the movie publishers often own the record companies that release the music included in their movies, so it makes it a lot easier. That is true. Yeah, they have a long-standing partnership. Usually, yeah, and they don't think video games count as real media yet. Right. Um, Kayla Fox says Walmart is supposed to ask to see your receipt if you have unbagged items, but if you say no, they aren't allowed to force it unless they're part of asset protection. Their badge will probably say so. Do this. Do with this what you will. I mean, I've walked out of Walmart with unbagged stuff, like one unbagged thing, and they don't check my receipt. I usually only see them check receipts for, like, big purchases. I used to tour with a band, and Mm -hmm. we would uh, park and sleep in Walmart parking lots because they would let you if you bought something. And all of the other band people that I was with would always steal stuff from the Walmart. And I always felt too bad to do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, th- I knew people who would literally walk in, grab stuff, and walk right out with it in their hands. Yeah, and they, this was, of course, like 
15 years ago. But uh, they wouldn't do shit. Yeah. So, you know, it was never anything crazy. They're not stealing Xboxes. They're right. stealing, like, you know, like a ham sandwich. Right. Because they don't have money to eat. <laughs> anyway, Still Bald says, Hey, Will, if you are going to play Hellblade, I really recommend doing it on a big screen in a dark room with headphones. The game is amazing. But it's more about the experience of being inside Senua's head while she goes through everything. You can't do that on a Steam Deck. Well, you can put I headphones on. A Steam I can deck. put headphones on and like hold the screen close to my face. I could be pretty immersed in a handheld. Yeah. I Especially do, if it's got HDR. I do feel though that like some games do benefit from a big screen. Like I feel like first person games. I I feel benefit more from a bigger screen than they do like the Steam Deck screen. Yeah. Um Metroidvania like Metroid Dread I liked on the Switch until I played it on the big screen and felt that like was a better playing experience. Um but yeah, some games work just fine on handheld. I'm playing Arkham Asylum now on a handheld and it plays just as good as it did when I played it on Xbox. There's very few games that I think don't work on a handheld. Yeah. Uh it's all, only if the handheld is really tiny and there's a lot of like assets that are small that you yeah. can't really see um another issue would be um if the game has a lot of shit between saves like uh-huh. if you need to like if it takes a while for you to save your game yeah you know, like like that might be an issue weirdly new super mario brothers uh two mm-hmm. maybe probably the first one too you can't save until you hit the middle castle in the world so yeah. That's weird for a mobile, for a handheld game. Yeah. You can't save your game until you've played it for like 10, 15 minutes. I think New Super Mario Brothers Wii had the same thing. I understand on a console for some reason. But New Super Mario Brothers Wii, you could also like do one quick save in your entire play session. And then like that was, you couldn't use another quick save until your next play session. It's some weird, dumb, archaic thing. Very weird. Makes sense in Nintendo's mind. Um, Another game that I don't think works that great handheld is like a competitive, you know, shooter or something. You you want to have like the most comfortable setup when you're doing that. And and it's nice to have a big screen so you can see it all, like people who are really far away and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Eric says, me foaming at the mouth, waiting for Will to say, notable (laughs) idiot Bobby Kotick. It kind of sucks that he's not working at Activision anymore. Oh, we're not seeing the last of him. Oh, he'll be not. back in I some way. So. I hope so. He's gonna be like the CEO of fucking like Frontier Airlines or something. <laughs> I kind of like. I don't think he's gonna work in the video game industry again because he doesn't like video games. So um, if he if he's not gonna retire, guys like him don't like to retire because they always need something to do. Yeah, because otherwise they feel People useless to with- abuse. Right, exactly. Um, so he's probably going to start a new company. I doubt it's going to be in video games. If it is, look out. I think he will get just put in charge of, of a company that's already existing. He's probably fucking weird. He's, he could be like put on like the board of directors of like EA or something. You know, I could see that happening. Yeah. I think it'll be like video game adjacent. Yeah. Like he'll be like the, the, he'll, he'll fucking like run Walmart or something like weird. It'll be something weird. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, that's all of that. Let's go into the chat real quick. We got two chats here. 
Uh, after you beat New Super Mario Bros., you can save whenever, though. Literally makes no sense. Yeah, it is very dumb. It's super annoying because, like, I, you know, I there, I have a certain amount of games that I like to play when I'm testing stuff out, and mm-hmm. Super Mario Bros. is one of them because I know how that game plays. I've played yeah. it a million times. Um, and it's very... It, when you play a 3DS game in an emulator, you have to play it a little bit for all the shaders to compile and, yeah. then, and then, like, restart and play it again to see how it plays. And you, that means you have to get all the way to the fucking castle to, to, yeah. to get that game to, to compile and everything. Um, anyway. Uh, That's insane. We're playing the same game right now on Steam Deck. I just got Hellblade and Asylum. LOL. Nice. I have to keep playing. Um, I just hundred percent in Mario Wonderless. Ooh, look at you! They don't really do anything when you beat the game. <laughs> they, they don't care at all. Yeah, when you hundred percent it. Uh, have you guys seen the recent Cyberpunk update patch notes? They're so damn long. They're really trying to fix that game four years later. I thought they were done patching it. I thought oh. Phantom Liberty, like the release of Phantom Liberty, was like the end of updates for Cyberpunk. No shot. <laughs> they got a lot. I guess not. Uh, Edward Bova, I think, dropped in the chat before patch notes for uh, Super Mario Maker. Really? Yeah, I can't find it now. But he did say, Bob, Mario vs. Donkey Kong will be $50 according to Nintendo Store. Do you think that this is a telltale sign that Nintendo, with our changing 70 to 80 bucks for their game i think you meant uh we'll be charging 70 to 80 bucks for their games and then games that are budget titles will be more 50 to 60 no no i think this is 50 dollars because it's a game that's specifically marketed towards little children i think it's 50 dollars because it's a it's a lower tier title it's not like a you know it's not you know your mainline zelda not your mainline mario not your mainline donkey kong mm-hmm. um i do think 50 dollars is kind of a lot because it is a remake of a game boy advance game and those games released for like 30 back in the day um granted if this is like 20 years later it's you know fully remade in 3d and whatnot um but i think the 50 dollar price point is them saying like this is a b-tier title yeah for sure so uh i there is a lot of like it it does seem like they're really pushing Donkey Kong a lot. I feel like we might be we might be, you know, gonna get like a new Donkey Kong, like a mainline Donkey Kong game soon. We might see something similar to Kirby where we get a 3D Donkey Kong. Yeah. Which we haven't had since N64. They seem to wanna double down on Donkey Kong with the movie and the park and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're due for a yeah. Donkey Kong game. And I wouldn't mind a 3D one because I'm not a fan of Donkey Kong Country. People, right. people, I, I like my platformers, and I don't think people who like that game know what a good platformer is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Gavin says, my kids don't have $50, though, Bob. Somebody's oppressing their kids. <laughs> Somebody's not paying their kids enough. Bob, what are you looking forward to the most this year, video-wise? Oh. Or even just game slash mod slash handheld wise. Any huge updates? Um, no. Any huge projects? Oh, I like making stuff, but I don't. I, I, you know, haven't been doing. There's too many things that have been coming out recently that I haven't really been doing that. Um, there's nothing really that's um that usually excited about. 
Oh, a Switch 2. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget that that's coming up. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Junior Moser uh, with the 17 months. Will the Switch 2 or new PlayStation Portable uh, be announced first? Oh, definitely the Switch 2. Oh, the, yeah. The, a new PlayStation handheld won't be announced first. You're not really going to see that time. handheld for a while. Yeah. Uh, will you guys ever play games together for a video? Fighting games with arcade sticks, maybe. That's very specific. Um, maybe, but we don't really do that. Yeah. I don't even do that in, <laughs> in my videos. Um, after you beat New Super Mario... Oh, I read that already. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Ultimate Spider-Man? Will? The comic? The new comic? It's I'm good. I'm assuming. Yeah, it's, it's only the first issue came out so far. And it's very interesting. I like what I'm reading about it so far. And I, I also like it because it's about Spider-Man who's like in his mid-30s and married with kids. And finally a Spider-Man for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it weaves a lot of like mystery into it which i think has been missing from spider-man for a long time okay so, uh, and it's a good twist on the format uh keelbone will did you play gotham knights i did and then i decided to stop i can did you I, buy it i did wow. i got it on like super duper sale oh as, gotham knights yes. yeah as my mother would say um and like i can play a mid game like a game I don't like, like if if it's mid, I can play it. Like I beat Avengers, and that is a mid ass game. Mm. Gotham Knights is so mid that not even the Batman license can get me through it. That's bad. It I just I couldn't do it. It is so dull and like uninteresting. And what made it even worse was I. Like I just wanted to boot up Arkham Asylum on my Steam Deck to see if it worked. And five minutes in that game was more interesting than the ten hours I put into Gotham Knights. Mm-hmm. Like you just I just shut Gotham Knights down and started playing Arkham Asylum on my Steam Deck. Like it's not even close. You didn't touch uh Suicide Squad. Right? I did not touch Suicide Squad. I know somebody did ask me about that. Yeah. Um I might start watching the cutscenes on YouTube. I, I I did think about doing that. I honestly, at this point, I don't even know if I'm gonna play it. I think I'll just gonna watch the cutscenes on it because, like, I'm not interested in looter shooters. I'm not interested in like online Destiny style games. Yeah. You know, I do kind of want to see like what the what the actual story is, what the context is for everything. But in term, apparently, it's not long. It's a ten hour game, so. But like, I just don't want to get invested in a in a mid ass, you know, on, uh, online multiplayer looter shooter. You know, where like there's just shit everywhere on screen, and it's constantly about swapping out yeah. your gear for something that's point two percent higher. So, see, I, I don't mind looter stuff, but what I liked about Destiny's loot mechanics is that you do all of the looting stuff in the campaign and and then the raids and stuff and then you could take all of the stuff that you built yeah and bringing into the competitive multiplayer yeah uh so it makes you feel like you you had a use for 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 going through all of that yeah. uh borderlands was cool uh for similar reasons you get all the stuff and then using the stuff felt really good um Suicide Squad, you just get a lot of stuff and it doesn't seem like there's a reward for another thing the with stuff. like these games is like some of the stuff you get is like outfits and gear to wear mm. but that's kind of cool but they're always the most 
ugliest, <laughs> dumbest looking shit. Yeah. They, and like these are comic book characters. These are these are characters with some of the best costume designs imaginable. And you find like it was Gotham Knights does this, Suicide Squad does this, Avengers did this. You make them look as ugly and unrecognizable as possible. The only good thing about Gotham Knights was that I got, I sprung for the deluxe edition because it came with the Jim Lee costumes and the Jim Lee design costumes look like they do in the comics. So you can just fucking wear that the whole time and not have to worry about looking like an asshole. Arkham Knight had great Ar- Arkham Knight did have the best costumes. Yes. Uh, last one we got... F- Far Magooch, who says, do you still keep cataloging your games in a spreadsheet? Yes. Yes. Thank you for hanging out, everybody. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, the Wolfden Podcast is every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on twitch.tv slash Wolfden or youtube.com slash Wolfden Podcast. But if you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Wolfden Podcast. So you can go and check us out over there on demand whenever you want. But if you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We're also an audio podcast on any and every podcast service of choice, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Podcasts, Audible.com. But no matter where you get the show from, folks, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on all of those respective platforms. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'll probably stream on Thursday, probably. Uh, got a video coming out this th- hopefully Thursday on the Retroid Pocket Four Pro. Uh, guys, check out Jess right now. Uh, Val time. We haven't played Val in a fucking dog's year. Uh, go check out Jess. Jess, Jess. She's dreaming right now. I'm having a stroke. There's too many things <laughs> on my screen right now. I feel like I'm playing Suicide Squad. Uh, see you later, guys. Thanks for being here. Uh, goodbye. Bye.